Welcome to Writing the Nerds. It has been a while, gentlemen. I am Kegger, your host. Not with a lot, but... And I am here with my friends and co-hosts... Cody. And RGB. Or RBG. RBG. That's his own name up. Uh, actually, the way I keep your name straight is I go Ruth Gator... Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's how I keep it straight. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's been a while, guys. I apologize. No, no relation, by the way. I, I don't think. No, no, I don't think so. Oh. Uh, today, uh, we, we like. I looked in our last episode, at least on Spotify, came out November seventh. Oh yeah, we can talk about a shitload of things. Oh if yeah, we, if we there is so much that has come out. If we so desire happened, but uh, just like in the very first days, uh, we're gonna go to the Mandalorian today. Yeah, uh, a new season just wrapped. Um, and I have things I want to bitch about. Not, we, you gotta watch Picard because I gotta bitch about that on tape, on recording. Like, I, I, I'll get, I'll get to that. It's Paramount Plus, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, but uh, Mandalorian, uh, loved the season. Great season, I thought. Uh, media and social media is like the fuck. Like I was saying earlier, yeah. fuck with our emotions. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Well, another season down and another rumor that Pedro Pascal won't be back, so (laughs) keeping it three seasons running now. Yeah. Um, No, I don't know. I was was fine with the season. I didn't see what, you know, critics were griping. Like, the only gripe I had was that Mando basically turned into Robin from the Batman 66 series, you know? (laughs) Save me! Uh, by the way, up top, before we get too into it, uh, spoiler warning. Oh. If you have not seen season three of Mandalorian, go do that and then come back. Thank you, fan. Um, yeah, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so we pick up. I mean, it kind of starts off with him trying to really figure out a way that he can land on Mandalore and test out the atmosphere. He wants to go bathe in the living waters. Yeah, so he can get back to the covert. Yeah. Um, and, because uh, he's been cast out because he took his fucking helmet off. Mm. Um, so he goes to look for Bo. Well, actually, yeah, he goes to look for Bo to figure out if we can go to Mandalore. Right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's wanting to get some help in finding the living waters, uh, especially, but he also stops on Navarro to see if he can put back to or put IG-11 back together, which um, was fantastic. Oh, that was, that which, was awesome. Which, that was awesome. I mean, that came, that came a little later, right? When yeah. Got the, yeah. Bit, yeah. So that came a little later. Uh, I won't get into that yet. Uh, he goes to Navarro. We meet, we meet up with Grief Karga. Uh, good old Carl Weathers. Love that he's working. Um, he is now Grand something. That Grand Marshal. The Grand Marshal or the Grand... Help us out, RBG. He, Grief Targa, what is he now? The Grand <laughs> Chancellor. Grand yeah. something. Grand High Chancellor, or Grand High Marshal, or something like something that. Like, that. like, basically, he has to have two droids carry his flowy robe for him while he walks out <laughs> right. in public. <laughs> so, not doing too bad yeah. for, you know, basically a criminal. Yeah. Um, and he's turned it around. Uh, he's just a businessman, guys. Come on. 
Yeah, he's just a businessman now. Yeah. Well, now he actually loves his planet, and he's trying to keep it protected while they remain try to remain independent, which is mm-hmm. is uh, admirable. Especially um, in the outer rim, because you got to remember they are in the outer rim. So yes. nobody cares about the outer rim and the republic. Well, it's one of the great things that the show does is they're just like, I mean, really, was the Empire the worst thing that could happen to the outer rim? Uh, yeah, like. I mean, yeah, they're space fascists, but what's the worst that came from that, right? Even the space fascists don't want to come all the way out here. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they might send a convoy every now and then, but they pretty much leave us alone. Uh, So I'm trying to even think, because so much has happened in the course of ten episodes. I mean, just going into it, the mission is set. He, he's not going to get any help from Bo because she's in her pissy palace of whininess for a little bit. No, she's, when she didn't get... Okay, let's be yeah. fair to Bo. When she didn't come back with a darksaber, which is the unifying symbol of her people, they left her. To, <laughs> so to be fair, Moff Gideon ended up in custody. She didn't have the darksaber to begin with. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, that's just them going, you know what, I don't care as much about Mandalore as I used to. There was no reason why, with that fleet, they couldn't have landed there sooner. Right. Well, they also thought that the planet was poisoned. They did. I but, mean, like, but but nobody once tried to... Right, that's what there. I'm wondering. Like, right, which is sort of crazy, because, I mean, this is your home planet, or this is the planet where all your Mandalorians come from, but no Mandalorian has been there to check and see if it's survivable. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, because they talk about the night of a thousand tears and the the purge of Mandalore. Yeah, so it the, sounds like they're pretty scattered. Um, Bo's people and this one covert who happened to be on Navarro at the time. Yeah. So uh, they were on the moon close. Yeah, by. that's right. They were on the moon and escaped to Navarro. So, which oddly enough is Moff Gideon's home planet. Yeah. And so, somehow, like, and, and somehow let's just go ahead and call this out for what it is. The night of a thousand tears We've already kind of established on this podcast that the Empire really is not good at anything. They're not good at their job, and thankfully, they really don't have it in them to actually complete the murder of an entire religion. (laughs) Or a race. Right, like... A planet. Uh, So they they bomb the planet, and they don't even think, oh, you know what, they could have settled on the moons, too. Maybe we should check there. Right. That that raised a few suspicions with me, but whatever. (laughs) You know? Like... and that's explained in Andor. Remember, they did the same something similar in Andor, and end up losing the planet. The, um, I forgot the name of the planet, but um, they end up losing the planet because they didn't wipe out all the people. They let the people say because of religious, whatever reasons. See, but but like they were content to just absolutely. I think they just wanted to bomb the planet to make an example. They weren't going for a complete genocide, just ninety percent of one. And see, that's another thing. I can't stand Andor. Really? I cannot oh, man, I loved stand it. Andor and hated that third episode because it was just Andor. I was just like, oh my god. The first five minutes of this episode is great. The last five minutes of this episode is great. Everything in between those ten minutes. Garbage. I was just so over it. I was. I didn't like Cassie and Andor from Rogue One and oh. didn't understand why he was getting a show. Uh, you know, I could see that. Uh, however, still... I thought Cassian Andor was just a piece of shit that finally got what was coming to him at the end and didn't understand why they did a romance thing. Yeah, Stel- <laughs> yeah. Stel- like, you really feel. Well, okay, 
and to be fair, Stellan Skarsgård made that show, though. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Andy Serkis getting his proper Star Wars due. Yeah. Like Jar Jar Binks. Uh, what's his name? Ahmed Best. Yes, Ahmed he, Best he made a cameo. shows up in the Mandalorian season three to redeem himself, redeem himself, and save Which, our boy. How about how about this? I'm gonna go ahead and offer this one up. You know, like Ahmed Best. We're sorry. Yeah. As the Star Wars community as a whole owes you an apology, we know that uh, you were you were doing your best as Jar Jar, and not once did George Lucas go, maybe not. Uh, uh, to be fair, all the females in my life, like that I've dated seriously, all think Jar Jar Binks is adorable. I mean, <laughs> he is he is adorably stupid. Like I yeah, yeah like he's like, like a puppy. <laughs> you know? um, and, uh, I guess while we're on that subject. Um, Ryan Johnson, as the Star Wars fans, we all owe you an apology as well. And on as that, it turned out, in that nightmare fuel that became the sequel trilogy, you had a pretty solid one. Yeah. <laughs> and while we're at it, um, <laughs> thank you for uh, Glass Onion Hayden, and, and Hayden, my job. Hayden Christensen as Star Wars fan also uh, has been redeemed. Yeah, and in, uh, this was the year of redemption. Can we just throw out the one person who hasn't been redeemed that I can think of? Uh, Jake, Jake Lloyd, we all owe you an apology. <laughs> poor boy. Again. Like, poor, poor boy. It, like, he was, he, has, is he even acting? No. I didn't, like, he well, went into obscurity and hiding, right? Well, yeah. He, Jesus like, Christ. The people. way he got savaged after that oh, was God. unconscionable for a kid his age. Right? Like, he was just... So, yeah, he was I guess... playing a 10 year old boy. Why was everybody so pissed about that? So, <laughs> you know, God forbid that uh, a, a series that gave us one of the most evil entities ever put to film in the Galactic Empire uh, also managed to also savage people's lives outside of it. So, right. another <laughs> thing with the Empire, you said from the top, they are not good at their job. No. Order 66, how many Jedi have we seen? After the Order 66. That's what I like, thought. Like, I know more Jedi now than I did before Order 66. And even, like, the, the fucking Inquisitors were the biggest example of Empire's failure. Or Empire? Uh, Jedi are bad, but we got a bunch of them on our side. Right? <laughs> so long as they use twirly sabers, they're fine. As long as their lightsabers are fucking red. And let's not okay? forget, they're not being trained by anybody. They're, I thought Vader had a hand in training the Inquisitors. I mean, and some of like, the Inquisitors, like the barely. one from Obi-Wan, she was Jedi tra in training. Right. She escaped only because but she turned Inquisitor. They were all still pretty basic bitch. Like, yeah. let's let's just face they're it. They're all probably right. Padawans. Right, like, they never made it through. Like, they're the equivalent of, uh, you guys seen Kung Pao? Yes. They're Wimp Low. <laughs> We've trained him wrong as a joke, you see. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. the Inquisitors. They don't do anything. They're just there as cannon fodder, so Vader right. doesn't have to get up off his ass in his Mustafar pity palace. Well, in the new in the new uh, Jedi uh, Survivor game, uh, the Ninth Sister is going to be one of the villains. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of those sisters and brothers out there. If there's mm -hmm. up to nine. Because I know that uh, Sarah Michelle Geller was like seven. Yeah. So it's like uh, you guys are failed Jedi, and uh, we appreciate that about you. So somehow <laughs> you're gonna fail upward through the ranks. You're gonna fail upward, much to our amusement. And don't get me wrong, like all of those poor souls are tortured. They really are. Yeah. But 
at the same time, they also revel in their work, which also makes them terrible. So, we are not off topic, but not really on topic. No. Still in the realm of the topic, so that's good for us. But... Um, what about these two new bastards that are showing up in the Ahsoka shit with their orange lightsabers? Oh, I didn't see that. Have you not seen that shit yet? I, I wasn't paying attention to Ray, the trailer. Uh, Ray like... Stevens, who has been... He's oh, Volstagg. Oh, okay. I saw... Yeah, I did see and, him. And uh, he was Volstagg. He's been the Punisher once. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's... He's got quite he's a pretty few badass, Marvel, I gotta say. He's got a few Marvel titles under his own belt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to a lesser what degree. So you mentioned those... They're basically allegedly Sith, but I don't think they are, in my opinion. I think they're gray. Well, so I'm, that's what I'm leading to. I think that they're they're following the ethos of the of the original Jedi. Yeah, I think they're, they're the gray they're, they're Jedi. Not Jedi. They're, they're, they're following the principles of the Jedi. Jedi had no restrictions on anything. Maybe, just maybe. I'm going to throw this one out here, too, because Dave Filoni clearly likes to say, no, seriously, the extended universe is real. Fuck Disney. yeah. He, he clearly has that in mind. I feel like he read the books growing up. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like he's got a closet did. in his house that is nothing but the old fucking extended universe books. How much do you want it? Like, I, I almost feel like we'll get a Revan name drop. I kind of want a Rogue Squadron series. Like, yeah. kind of along the lines of the books. Yeah. You can't use Wedge because we kind of dated Wedge now. Yeah. But, like, you could definitely throw somebody else in... He's Wedge, but he's not Wedge. Right. Um, we'll get Dave Filoni to start in the series as Trapper Wolf. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so we get up to Bo-Katan gets her ass handed, you know, knocks some sense into her. She goes and helps Mando. Uh, the return of R5-D4 for no apparent reason whatsoever. Okay. Hero of the Rebellion. Throw some respect on the fucking name. Because <laughs> R2, yep. R2 asked him to blow his motivator, and he did. All right? He hung with those Jawas and stayed on Tatooine as a result. He put in his time. Yep. <laughs> What's even funnier is I have one of the original R5s. I do, too. I have yeah. it, love it. I, like... When he showed up at Mando, I went, ah, I got that little bastard. Yeah, it was funny, because when he first showed up, too, I'm like, oh, that's an R5 unit. And then she goes, R5-D4? I'm like, oh, my God, it's him? It's the R5 unit. <laughs> Uncle Owen, it's R5 unit. It's got a bad motivator. What kind of stunt are you trying to pull here? <laughs> Damn used droid salesman. <laughs> so, hey, question. Did they ever explain what that... Biohuman was that beat that um beat the Mandalorian on, no. on, on Mandalore. No, not at all. He just like yeah, that never came back up. There are these things that are just <laughs> running around over the thing that they had to fight a couple of. My, and if they just they're I, not there anymore. I love the fact that they didn't acknowledge it because I'm just like you basically have a. General Grievous 2.0 there. Right. Yeah. And or then, that's actually probably a point five. Yeah. It was very... And nobody and... nobody at any point goes, that was weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, no. He's just draining you of bodily fluids for reasons that I can't explain because he's some kind of weird vampire. I did mm. just remember one of the gripes I have was um, Bo-Katan getting the Darksaber back, which, as we all know, spoiler alert, useless. Yep. 
Um, that was real cheap. The way he gave her that dark saber back, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That's it, really. But then again, at there towards the end, you're just like, "Oh, well, it's not like it's I mean, fucking matters anyway." I mean, that whole scene anyway, though, is like he hands it back to her and just like, "She defeated the one who defeated me, so she has earned the dark saber." You're right, and like, hands it, was it off. So cheap, you all, like because it goes silent for a second, and I'm just waiting for someone in the back to be like, "Bullshit!" Yeah, it's like <laughs> lame. You're just right. Like, it's lame. Um, and for no apparent reason, we get Jack Black and Lizzo in canon in universe. Hey, that was that was. I that say, was I'm not awesome. saying okay. anything against it. No. I'm just saying that whole episode was just out of place. I mean, <laughs> like, can we can we be honest though? There's part of me that also wanted Jack Black. In Star Wars, to be the most high energy Sith Lord ever. The same week that Mario drops, mm-hmm. that episode was the episode we got. Yep. Tell me that wasn't planned. I mean, <laughs> like, you gotta understand though, with that episode, sure, Lizzo and Jack Black were in there as a star, but you don't forget Doc Brown now. Oh, yeah. Christopher Lloyd got completely wasted in that episode. Oh, I forgot. Yes, he did. I guess. Turns because into, of Jack Black and Lizzo, I completely forgot why Christopher did, Lloyd showed up. Why did you turn the droids against everybody? Because reasons. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was bored. I cranked him up to 1.21 gigawatts. I mean, he is the original Rick Sanchez. Oh my god, yeah. So, Doc doing Doc stuff did not surprise me, even in the slightest. You have three special guest stars. Jack Black, Lizzo, and Christopher Lloyd. One of them's the bad guy. So would you say (laughs) with with him being the bad guy, he went to the Doc side? (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Punchable Face Magazine cover model right here. Oh, yeah. I heard that today. I was listening to another podcast, and they're like, he has a really punchable face. I was like, Mm. huh. I've I've been described as having one of those before. I have too. And I've I've looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I, I see it. Like just my own. Right. Catch yourself in the mirror and you're just like, God, if I saw that guy, oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking guy. Um So yeah, Jack Black I'm not gonna lie, fun episode. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, Lizzo had a blast playing with the oh. uh playing with Grogu the whole time. Um and Jack Black at this point uh, I could be abduct- abducted by aliens and Jack Black is just on the ship walking around going, so right. it's just Black Jack Black doing Jack Black shit, man. Like, at this point, I just accept it. Just, oh shit, there's Jack Black. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> what's he doing? I don't know, Jack Black stuff. Uh, now, back to this probing. What, what, now, what's going on? Um, you guys are doing butt stuff. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I do have that hoodie. Get in, loser. We're doing butt stuff. And oh, yeah. The, abducted by aliens. Um, I still, you know, out of all the most prevalent theories about aliens, it's just like, why why that? Uh, think about it. There is something on a man in that general vicinity but that even, can be milked. It would be, but still, it's like, out of all the things, like if they were studying anatomy and physiology, it's just like, just why? Uh, think they're studying anatomy and physiology. I think they're trying to study reproduction because they can't. 
Hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I'll actually accept that as a theory because that makes more sense than anything anyone else has come up with, which is... Well, why uh, the fuck would they need to do all the butt stuff with the guys? Why would There's they need to... There's nothing up there except why would they the G-spot, which now we are way off topic, but... <laughs> the thing is, it wouldn't work. Like, I, I mean, it's just like... They're just like... Nothing. Milking, milking the prostate. It's I mean, not the butt that they want. It's the stuff that they can get out of the other end. I mean, all right. Like, see, that makes more sense than anything else anyone's come up with, which is shoulder shrug and going, hey, aliens. <laughs> yeah, apparently I like gay stuff. You guys, you guys, I'm having to watch American Horror Stories last season. No. <laughs> the Macaulay Culkin season? I want to watch it really bad. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I've been watching Succession, which has his brother. Well, right? I'm sorry, not last season, the season before. The season before. That's the Macaulay Culkin season. I think last season was like New York or something. So, yeah, well, which, that's a pretty good horror story. Uh, <laughs> the last one was weird because it was two stories. It was like yeah. an alien abduction story, yes. but it was a writer. And I don't know. Macaulay Culkin agreed because he got to have a sex scene with Kathy Bates. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. yeah. Hey, the American horror story people know what the public wants. They've been on for like ten seasons. I think right, they've got like, it. I, I think, think they've got it nailed down. <laughs> I think they're going on. So, hey, so what do you think about? So, this is my gripe with Mando and with Bo-Katan um, going back to Mandalore to save um, the Mandalorian. Um, the fact that they went. To the they did get to the waters, right? The the, the sacred river. The living there, waters, right? yeah. And Bo he saw the mythosaur. Who? <laughs> Wait, what's well, that? Mando almost drowned. You know, he just yeah, jumped yeah. in there like, oh, oh. Like, what so, the hell happened? He just like stepped off the edge and then passed out. Like, what the? Forget there's a deep end. Like, <laughs> and did he also again forget that he has a fucking jetpack? Exactly. No, he took it off before he got in. Oh, that's right, he did. But even at that, it's like he didn't even like he couldn't swim. He couldn't try to swim. That heavy, like, did it just straight sinks when you put it in water? Doesn't his helmet like seal for the vacuum of space? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, you can fly in space. Anyway, uh, (laughs) the reason. Okay, I know the reason for that. The reason for that is because Bo Katan had to jump in and see the mythosaur. Now, okay, I'm just going to toss out a gripe that I got with naming conventions right now. The Mythosaur? What the fuck was it before it disappeared? <laughs> right? Is myth- it ju- it's just an Osaur. Osaur. That's- Osaur. <laughs> I, honestly, I thought about that. I think it was just always been the Mythosaur. Um, right? But it's just like one of those, like, I guess myth doesn't mean the same thing. But- right, like... I mean, you ever see that episode of Doctor Who? Uh, Call it a Copperfield of source. It just disappears. What was it? Uh, the Devil's Run of Doctor Who, uh, the Eleventh Doctor. I think so. And the the girl is talking to Amy, and she was like, "Well, the Doctor's a great warrior." Well, no, he's not a great warrior. He's he's just a, a guy. Well, why do they call him Doctor? What do you mean? Well, Doctor on my planet means great warrior. Yeah, oh, you know. There you go. <laughs> like, See again, like uh, this might just be me not knowing Galactic Basic. So uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, Galactic Common. What would Galactic Common be? I and mean, it ain't it ain't what we got here. No, like, <laughs> like, I, I've seen it written out. This year as hell is not what we got no. here. Uh, it's probably some mathematical thing. Uh, what is the language of Star Wars? It has a name. 
She-Wook? Um, that's it's actually that's the Wookiee language, I believe. Oh, uh, hey Siri. What is the language of Star Wars? It's going to tell me it's in English. You were so close, dude. Classic basic, yeah. Oh, that's the Wookiee. That's Wookiee speak. Mm. I, I didn't say... I said... Oops. Technical malfunction? No. <laughs> it's just the mic. We felt. can't afford to lose listener. Listener, yeah, all <laughs> one of you. Actually, a buddy of mine at work keeps asking me when we're making another one because he likes it. No, nice. There's Iwakesi. There is a universal language, the one that all of the control consoles are in, like the actual written language. It has a name, but I can't remember what it was. I can't either. Oh, which I guess just going back to the apology tour, uh, as the Star Wars community, I would also like to formally issue an apology to George Lucas. Um after realizing everything you've done and watching the Light and Magic series, I swear to God, I will never make fun of you ever again. He's just not a very... He's a very Eli, visual... Yeah. He's it's just, all, talking about, I think. You what? Oribesh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yep, Oribesh. As soon as I heard it, I was like, yep, that's it. Um... Yeah, they, they actually changed that over in the re-releases in the late 90s, mm-hmm. where all the things were in English, and they kind of covered it up, and now it's all in English. Okay. It's the weird kind of Klingon-looking lettering and shit. So, so let's, let's get back on to some Mando here, of the weird path they have to go to unite the Mandalorian clans. Right, like, that, the whole episode, I thought they were going to deal with Uniting the clans it was Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd's adventure. Yeah. So, and when she gets there, she just kind of, they wrestle around awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up beating Axe Wolf, who is supposed to be this fucking mercenary. Is just Bo-Katan just that much better? I mean, you know. And we didn't see all of them. Because I know for a fact Sabine Wren from the House of Wren is still around. Where is the rest of the House of Wren? To be premiering in the Ahsoka series coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming in August. <laughs> By the way, watch that series because Rowan Rosario Dawson is really hot. Uh, yeah, and she's a pitch perfect Ahsoka. Right. So I'm sorry. I know a any... lot of people are like wanting Ashley, what's her name, yeah. who voiced Ahsoka to be Ahsoka, but no. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rosario Dawson just is Ahsoka Tano. I, I will say this. The voice actress for Ahsoka was amazing. Yes, yes. And it doesn't always work out in live action, although Katie Sackhoff is bucking that rule real hard. Oh, uh, you know what else we could have talked about? We could have talked about The Last of Us. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, the lady who played... Uh, God, why can't I think of her name? Ashley Johnson played... Who was the voice of Ellie? Right? Ellie in the game played Ellie's mother in the show. But the person who actually led the Fireflies was played by the voice actors from the game. Yes, yes, Marley. Uh, and Mar- I got, I got to Marlene. see, I got to see Troy Baker, who was Joel's voice. Uh, you know, get his come up. I see that uh, Troy Baker was Joel. I thought Nathan uh, uh, Nolan Noth. No, no, no. For some reason, I thought it was Nolan Noth. It was Troy Baker. Troy Baker actually does a pretty good Batman and Joker. 
That's I've heard Troy Baker's Joker. It's on good. Batman Arkham Origins, he's the Joker. Yeah. And then in a movie, he's Batman. So. All right. He wins. Right. I'll get. I'll give him that one. I mean, he did give us Joel, and he's got a legendary voice acting resume anyway. Right. So. But again, like any fanboys want to complain about Rosario Dawson, I will fight you. Yep, fight me, fight me. At you can a, probably knock me out, but I'll fight you. I say at a time and place of you choosing, which I will not show up, but might send a representative in my place with a strongly worded letter. This is my champion. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh God, I'm trying to think. Okay, back on task. So we talked about the really lame way. Bo-Katan got the Darksaber back. Cool, whatever, I guess. Now they go back to Navarro because it's being overrun by pirates. Yep. Pretty cool episode. I did like the Swamp Monster. He was basically... I just looked at him as that was Oscar's uncle. Oh, yeah. I, see, because I got Swamp Thing, and then I also got Rejected Bikini Bottom Creature. No, that like, could have been. That could have been. Like uh, Oscar, the, like as soon as I saw him, because I know that uh, Henson is big part in this. Uh, I I was look, it's Oscar the Grouch's uncle. <laughs> Although there was also part of me that when I saw the seaweed monster who was a pirate, I'm just like, oh, Davy Jones crew be back. <laughs> <laughs> this is scurvy they, they Jones. Pirates of the Caribbean, there though, they they really did. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> um, real lackluster villain. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of potential with him, and he was just a one-off. Wasted it. Uh, really? Shan, right? Or something yeah, like something like that. I really you wish we could have seen... Pirates lost to Mando in an old-school Jedi fighter. Or, no, that's no, not a Jedi that fighter. That's a, Nab- that's a Nubian fighter. Yeah, Naboo star fighter. They don't even make those anymore. Like, I don't think Naboo makes anything But anymore. if I can guess, he, like many Gungans, also do not like the Naboo. Uh, based on that. <laughs> um, trying to think of all the other... So, Grief Karga gives the Mandalorians a huge sect of land they can live on. Which they stay on for exactly one minute. Only to leave... Uh-oh. Did we lose him? No, we're just getting a little bit of feedback. Weird. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Okay. Right. Uh, they 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 sat on this land to help police the, the you know and keep the bad guys away. They're there for exactly sixty seconds and fuck off to Mandalore. Right. <laughs> like, like I'm, I mean, why take a strip of land when you got a whole planet? <laughs> true, but like that still leaves Navarro just. Open. Yeah. Which <laughs> did you did you guys ever watch Dragon Ball Z Bridge with the that Kai thing they did where they yes, abridged they the second the, season of yes. Abridged? And it's just that part where you they're in the hospital with Goku and there's nothing. You just hear the machine helping keep Goku breathing and all of a sudden Krillin goes, Let's go to space. Yeah. That that's that's the equivalent of how that's That's pretty of much did, yeah. Let's go to space. Let's go to Mandalore. Right. Um, Take off your helmet. Let's go to Mandalore. And then, of course, again, we find that the Empire just can't do anything right. No. Um, they get back to Mandalore, and there's fucking survivors that just pop up. Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't they show up when Bo and fucking didn't? And let's just stop, because we can't call him Mando anymore. 
No. Now there's hundreds of Mandalorians. Right. We have to call him Din. Or Jarin. I guess Jarin because... Yeah. Spoiler alert. Grogu's name changes again. Was it Din Grogu? Din or... Grogu, which I'm guessing the Din is the family part. Yeah. So his name is Jarin. <laughs> um, which, by the way, like when he's just like, I'll adopt Grogu. And I'm just like... God, this is perfect. We didn't see his face at all this season, did we? Nope, but I was so happy when he said I about Grogu. I'm just like, he basically just gave everybody what they wanted all at once. Yes, like, you just... Pedro Pascal and your super dad energy, damn you. <laughs> Loving life at 39. He hits the big time at 39. Yeah. I am 38, so... So you got a year. Right, like, I, got, you know? I got some catching up to do, but I got... That's less than a year to remember. But I love it because when they did an interview with him, he was like, do you look at all the uh, the daddy pictures and the, the hot pictures and all the videos and shit yeah. of you people have done of you to make yourself feel better? And he goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> love and life. And good, well, good, know, good at him. You know, good oh, for God, him. Yeah. You know why they, why, why the uh, Empire couldn't get rid of the... Um, Leftover Mandalorians, right? Because they couldn't even get rid of the Jedi. Yes. Because they were Night Watch. There <laughs> <laughs> oh, we go. And the covert. That's we perfect. did find out. We did find out the covert is the children of the Watch. Yeah. That is their sect. Um, that was cool. I did like learning. I like learning this shit. This shit, like mm-hmm. they're expanding the Mandalorian lore. Uh, I will say this. <laughs> What, uh, what, uh, God damn it, I can't think of his name. Uh, Filoni. Oh, Dave, Dave Filoni. Filoni, yeah. Dave Filoni is 100% a fucking ED, or, God damn it, a extended universe Star Wars. Oh my God, yeah. They name dropped and gave us Admiral fucking Paleon from the books. Yep. I never thought we would see oh. Paleon live and did action. You, and did we catch, too, the father of the world's most sycophantic, most just disgusting part of the uh, sequel trilogy. Which one? Hux. Oh, God, yes, I heard that. It immediately went into a rage. Yeah, especially when he's just like, is Operation Necromancer proceeding? I'm just like... Oh, kill him, slap him really hard. I'm just like, shut up, your son sucks. And (laughs) so does, like, this plot device is going to ruin the sequel trilogy. Screw yourself. Yep, yep. Uh, The first time I've ever wanted harm to happen to a Weasley... Yeah. <laughs> Sniffling. And then, like, and then he kind of half-assed turns in, in Skywalker. Yeah. And then he gets killed. So, I mean, it's whatever. Well, he got killed with, like, the lamest excuse. He should have just, if he, he should have just left with them. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way anybody's going to be like, oh, so what happened? They broke in, or broke out, killed two stormtroopers, shot you in the leg... And then yeah, just left so, you? You, who destroyed multiple planets. Sorry, yeah, you're the mole. I don't have to think of this one. You're right. just stupid. Doesn't he just, like, pick a gun up and shoot him? Uh, in the world's most dramatic turn and shoot. Oh, yeah, he turns. Richard, Richard yeah. E. Grant, also classic Loki. Yes, uh, classic Loki. Does, Logan. hand me a blaster, and then... Yeah, yeah. Richard E. Grant... Um, he, he struck a pose on the end of that runway real hard. Time. Worse than Sulu did with that little half-ass cape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that just popped into my head when you said that. 
Um, Richard E. Grant, I hated him in Star Wars, in Skywalker. I was just like, oh my god, what an evil fuck, but he's just that good. He makes you hate him. Yeah. Richard E. Grant, I love that actor, but there's a part of me that will never forgive him for Hudson Hawk. Why is that? Because he was in Hudson Hawk. (laughs) Everything. I'm sorry, I love Bruce Willis. I love Richard E. Grant. That movie will forever piss me off. Do you know that that was like a passion project for Bruce Willis? I do. I do. And you know what? I'm glad he got to make it. You know what I hate more, though, is that I got to see it. (laughs) Well, it's like uh, you find out about uh, Ben Affleck. It was a dream of his to be Daredevil on the big screen, and he got to live that dream. It was a god-awful movie, but he got to live that dream. Yep. And apparently part of that's Kevin Smith's fault, too. Yep. For both. He got him, he helped get him the role. (laughs) I I still love Kevin Smith's reaction to the Daredevil series on Netflix. Just like, man, it's so cool that they finally did something with Daredevil. And then he's like, I was in a Daredevil movie. (laughs) Yeah, he forgot that he was even in one. Yeah, so... But, yeah, so basically the Mandos don't stay on Navarro for too long. Oh, no, they go straight back. Let's go take an invasion force to claim Mandalore, and it's like, from what, necessarily? I will say this. I do like this. What's his name? Tom Tom Barco, the X-Wing pilot. What's his name? Oh, God, I cannot remember. Tavi, something like that, or Tarv. See, I like him, too. I like him. Um... And I do like that he knows that there's something up. But here's something. He discovers that Moff Gideon never made it to trial, discovers the Besker, doesn't know about Moff Gideon and his troopers, and is just lets it go. Yep. He sees Manda or he sees Dinjarin come in and he's just like, What's up, dude? Like, right. Really? They're not even a question. They let a lot of things go in this season oh. that I was just like. What? Let's not forget the Rebels cameo, though. Yes. There's a couple of them. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, uh, I can't think of his name. Yeah. Uh, is Steve he, Bloom, of course, yeah. voiced him again, which is perfect. Awesome. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, that is Spike, right? Spike yeah. Spiegel? Yeah. Spike Spiegel from the OG Cowboy Bebop. He's also 100,000 other great characters. Yeah, Wolverine and most voiceovers. Yeah, a lot of Wolverines. Um Except for that Wolverine's Revenge, which Mark Hamill was Wolverine. Yeah, that's right. I loved that game. Um, hey, I'm going I'm to say this now. Speak on the Mandalorians in there. Sasha Banks, she has definitely represented herself as an actress. What'd you say? I, from, from wrestling to... Oh, oh Sasha yeah. Banks, okay. Yeah, she did get She's to do... A, she did get to do a lot more um, than, like, clench her teeth in this season, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, who she is was, she? She was Oscar Reeves or whatever. Yeah, the Bo-Katan's... Bo-Katan's best friend. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't realize yeah. that was her. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, I guess they, they need to fill their wrestler, or, you know, UFC wrestler quota since, you know, Gina's no longer with the show. <laughs> yeah, Gina Carada. Yeah. See, I thought that was what they were trying to do with that little weird spy chick that I hated. Oh, Elliot. Because she's like a bodybuilder or something. Is she? I didn't yeah. know. I see. I didn't. I wouldn't know heads or tails. She was good though. Actually, I'm because I mean, she's not dead, which also leads me to believe that, uh, you know. Well, we'll get to that. Obviously, the the invasion is coming. The Mandos yep. are going to invade the planetary surface of 
Mandalore. Yeah. And uh, to do that, they take all 25 of them, as far as I can fucking figure. I mean, like, suddenly, here's the thing about the covert. I was pretty sure the majority of them got it wiped out in that first season. Yeah. There was a couple left. And then all season two of that covert, all you see is the armorer and Paz. Yeah. That's it. Pav Isla. Yeah. You had Paz, the armorer, and Din Djarin. Uh Where the fuck did the other hundred of them come from? Like, I thought they even said, we were wiped out. We're all that's left, and now there's suddenly a hundred of us? They are the uh, Peters and X-Force. They responded. <laughs> they, they thought the ad looked nice. They responded to the Covern. And uh, that one, they, you know, they, it just seems like a good way to hang out with some buddies. I did forget about this. I did forget about this. Tim Meadows is now a part of Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. He was the requisitions guy, wasn't yes. he? Yeah. And all I could think of was the entire time, was every time a girl was in there, it was, it's a lady. <laughs> Ooh, it's a lady. It's a lady. So you would How'd not... How'd you like me to buy you a fish sandwich? So you would not <laughs> like a fish sandwich. <laughs> he still has the single greatest line that I have ever heard in relation to the Clinton Lewinsky scandal in an episode of The Ladies Man where they were reenacting it and Cameron Diaz yes, was yes. there. It's just like, Mr. President, I brought you a pizza. And he goes, I hope that it's a pizza ass. <laughs> like, Zeb. And uh, yeah, speaking of, there's another one. Uh, America, Monica Lewinsky, we owe you an apology. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just, you know, we'll, we'll go with that one. Yeah, um, yeah, you got done dirty. Uh, the name of that character from uh, Rebels, Zeb. Zeb, thank Zeb. you. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't remember that. It's a three-letter word, and it is almost close to Zed, and that was the villain mm-hmm. from Power Rangers. Uh, still believe that uh, Jason David Lee, uh, Frank's wife, killed him. Uh, that's another day. Damn. I, uh, yeah, I was not, uh... Yeah, I'm a member of that camp. Like, it's too weird. Like, all the things surrounding that. She's literally the last person to see him within five minutes before he died. And then she's the one who discovered him five minutes after he died. I mean... It's like she conveniently left for that amount of time. And everything that we know about his death is what she told us. It's I mean, just weird. Sorry. That, you know. Conspiracy theories of the geek and, world on another day. Maybe that'll be a new podcast. Conspiracy <laughs> theories of the geek world. Yeah, I say <laughs> geek spiracy theories. Geek spiracies. Um, I meant to look up that guy's name, the Tave or whatever, and I know he's in this episode. He's up towards the top. Yeah. Carson Tiva. I was yeah, Thank you, Carson. Tiva. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars always has delightfully weird names. Yes, very, very. Nothing more like Taliesin. That's from Critical Role, but Taliesin Jaffe. I mean, that's a Star Wars-esque name. That is a Star Wars-ass name for a whitest guy you've ever seen in your life. Yep. (laughs) Other great Star Wars name, Benedict Cumberbatch. It just just fits. You get it right. It is Butternut Crinkle Fries. Yeah, Bendy Dick Crumple Squatch. That's the one. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure he is so tired of all those memes by now. Probably. Um, So. So, hey, who's supposed to be playing Thawne? 
Oh, uh, um, fuck, they announced him. They did. There were, okay, did you guys have that same reaction I did whenever they were sitting around talking? Just like, well, Grand Admiral Thrawn hasn't come back yet. And then when Gideon yeah. speaks up, I'm like, you shut up, because Thrawn will fuck your world. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I should have known that. Uh, Hayden Christensen is going to be back for this. Oh, my God. Wait. Wait. David Tennant is in Ahsoka. What? The hell? Nice. Um, Lars Mikkelsen. Oh, not Latsug. Yeah. I Lars mean, Mikkelsen. And David Tennant not, is in Ahsoka? I mean, it's not Mads Mikkelsen, but, you know, Lars is a very good choice. Is that a brother? I think so. I could be wrong. I mean, that Mikkelsen name's kind of a weird one, but they might be from the same country. We don't know. Yeah, Lars Mikkelsen, he's going to be thrown. He's kind of got he the was, look down. I think he was the voice in Rebels, too. Shit, uh, I think this will be the first time Balin Skull. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is his brother. Nice. So I can kind of see it now. But yeah, he was also in Rebels, so the fact that he is now going to be... Uh... Um... I don't know who this guy is, but... Oh, uh, that's... Okay, I'm like, where the hell... Like, who the hell was he in The Witcher? But he was Stregobor. And I'm like, oh, good, I hated him in The Witcher. Because <laughs> Stregobor's a douche. Uh, did you see who they got playing? Ezra Bridger? No. I mean, they look like they literally plucked him out of the goddamn show. The... Uh, Iman Istafundi. Oh god, yeah. yeah like, really like they look like, like they literally plucked Ezra right out of the show. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be good. I'm looking forward to seeing Thrawn on screen finally because mm -hmm. ever since they announced they were adding him into Rebels, I'm like, sorry, this like Dave Filoni, you brilliant man, thank you for giving us Thrawn back because I was always hoping that if they did a sequel trilogy, it would have just been the Timothy Zahn stuff. Yeah, the, the yep. Heir to the Empire stuff, which they're kind of doing now. Yep. Uh, but it's going to somehow lead into the First Order. Yeah. Which I thought was just the worst part of the sequel trilogy ever. Can we... There's so many gaps in logic, which I know Dave Filoni and John Favreau are trying to fill in yeah. to make the sequel trilogy feel like it didn't just come out of everybody sitting around going, hey, you know what would be really cool? Yeah, or just like... Let's so, make this really weird sound and make everybody think that the fucking speakers have yeah. blown in the theater. So, that would be cool. So you know the, the Empire thing, right? Yeah. Are they back on the outer rim? No, the helmets are different. Yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Like, they have to form a resistance because the Republic's like, nah, I don't think we want to do this. Yeah, the Republic's just like, nah, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there are plenty of ways to do it. And uh, now they're they're leaving the uh, Filoni-verse to fill in the gaps. And, uh, I, you know, I have a few select words. So, However... The Mandalorian is a really great addition to actually fill in those gaps, even if they are just really vague references for the time being. Well, I mean, yeah, it had to be, though, because Boba Fett, like, sort of flopped a little bit. I mean, I like the, I like the concept and the ideas that Boba had, but the Book of Boba sort of, it sort of went flat. 
No, well, the Book of Boba needs to change its name. And I've already, I'm pretty sure I stated this one. It should be called, it, it's basically a foreword of the... It's Mandalorian 2.5. No. The Mandalorian 2.5. The Book of Boba Fett should have been called a foreword to the Book of Mandalorian as told by Boba Fett. Like, it's... Yeah, there you go. Like, that's the dedication at the beginning that's just like, to my best friend, Din. <laughs> I, I need to see that scene. Because it's like, Finnick, it's the only time you see Finnick Shand and, and Boba in the whole season, apparently. Uh... And it's like, it's he Boba's sitting there, just sitting there. He's like, all right, let's go. She's like, no, we have appointments. He's like, not today. And he leaves. And it's like, that's when it comes up. The book of Boba Fett appointments coming never. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say this. The one thing I appreciate about the Mandalorian that no one else has seemed to figure out and any other Star Wars series so far is the art of a chase. Yes. Yes. Um, whereas, you know, uh, Last Jedi was pretty much all a chase. It was like watching the chase with uh, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Do you remember that movie? I do. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the no, this is very... He held up the girl. He took the girl hostage with a butterfinger. You know, that is clearly a low mark in 90s cinema. I mean, it's it was Charlie. We've already discussed a few low marks of the 90s today. <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah. <laughs> At least we issued an apology to one. I'm not apologizing to Charlie Sheen for that. No, no, not at all. Oh, gosh. Um, I am still flabbergasted. And yes, I said flabbergasted. Uh, I want to now know who the fuck David Tennant is in... Ahsoka. Uh, I mean, it matters not. We just know we have him. And that's fine. Still the best Marvel villain ever. See, I don't... I gotta... I'm looking at casting characters here. And it just says, have it. It just says him. Or at least IMDB just had David Tennant attached to it. Okay. I mean, it might be... Hold on. According to Wikipedia here, David Tennant voices Huyang, a lightsaber crafting droid that was used by the Jedi during the Clone Wars. Oh! Tennant reprises his role from... Yeah, I remember that character. Okay. Okay. Somebody's building a lightsaber. Because that's the Padawans go and build their first lightsaber there with that character. I mean, if Hayden Christensen's going to be in it, maybe it's just when Ahsoka built her first lightsaber. I'm pretty sure she had one before yeah, she became his clone. Because they forced her on him. So, yeah. They were yeah, like, you've been right. a knight for this long, you have to have a Padawan. And he didn't want one, and they are like, it's either this or get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you take on this Padawan, or you can go the fuck away. Become a surrogate parent. Right. When Yoda you're not, did it. When you're not ready. Uh, Yoda did it. Didn't turn out very well, but Yoda did it. All right, so here's reason number 500 that Jedi failed, mm -hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> Yoda's Padawan, Count Dooku, was a great For one. Forcing parenthood onto unwilling people. Right. <laughs> but if Yoda hadn't apprenticed, had Dooku as apprentice, Dooku wouldn't have had Qui-Gon as an apprentice, and we wouldn't have had 
Obi Wan or Anakin. Actually, fuck Yoda dropped the ball on that. <laughs> you know, I gotta say too, I think Dooku kind of dropped the ball because upstart wannabe Maul there, mm-hmm. as brilliant as he was and a really kick-ass villain, uh, still killed Qui Gon. Like, let's let's just right. figure this out. Like, Dooku. Dooku can hold on and hold himself against Yoda, and he can't train his goddamn apprentice. <laughs> right? To not get stabbed by... A... Okay, to be fair... To be fair... When Obi-Wan, quote-unquote, killed Darth Maul, yeah. that was the first time they had seen a Sith for like a hundred years. Yeah, but so... even at that, like they still practice sword. You know, true. Yeah. There, there's that part, and let's just face it: Obi Wan did not win that duel. It was a half victory. Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we wouldn't have gotten the half mad Darth Maul with the spider legs. Right. The how did we find ourselves in this? Like I just expected a really just you know, but that's not the Jedi way. We could have had a whole wild wild west thing going there. <laughs> More low points of the nineties. <laughs> hey. I will watch. Okay, I'm going to say this. Will Smith is damn good at what he does. He is. Okay? Everybody will get over it. Yeah. He just needs to stay shut the fuck up for a minute. A little bit, yeah. Okay? I will watch Wild Wild West any day of the week. If it's on, I'm watching it. I mean, the the stump jokes there for between him and Kenneth Branagh were, (laughs) how do we find ourselves in this situation? I don't know. Makes me want to stand up. Be noticed. <laughs> I'm just as stumped as you are. Like that. It's <laughs> just half the man you are. <laughs> I love that was probably one of my favorite parts was them back and forth. Yeah. Them quipping back and forth. Uh, that was great. Um, needless to say, Will Smith will never be a Jedi. That's good. Hopefully his sons won't either. I kind of feel like, though, he like even if he was offered a part in Star Wars, he'd probably just never take it. Yeah. I mean, he was offered Neo. What's that? I don't see it either. Yeah, I don't know. Right. He was offered Neo and turned it down to do Wild Wild West. (laughs) That's a rough one. Yeah, that one. That saved that franchise, though. Oh, yeah, it absolutely did. Putting Keanu Reeves instead of Will Smith in saved that. And there's there's another apology that I got to throw out because I used to make fun of Keanu Reeves' acting abilities for the longest time. Well, so did Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Welcome to well, the I Keanu mean, Reeves School of Acting. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I just brought up earlier an SNL joke that has not aged well. <laughs> right? Because none of those jokes from that era aged well. Right. Not, you know, especially what we know with power dynamics now. Uh-huh. Or realized when, you know, well, fuck, I was seven when that happened, roundabout. So, like, I would have known anyway. Uh. But it's, you know, the, but yeah, that, uh, yeah, Keanu, I love you. I'm yes, sorry. Everybody loves Keanu. You're, you're breathtaking. Yes, he is. Just like we we made fun of the probably most decent human being in Hollywood for a oh, long yeah, time. For a long time. Um, Speaking of, he should be in Star Wars. He he is he, going to be in Yellowstone. What? Yes, they are okay. killing off Kevin Cosner 
in an assassination. I'm bringing in Keanu. And Keanu is going to show up in Yellowstone. That's a development that'll make you say, whoa. Why Yellowstone, though? I mean, I don't know. Have y'all, y'all watched Yellowstone at all? It's no. popular. I haven't watched any of it. I haven't watched any of it. Or I, it's other two spin off sequel 1912 and. Um, Oh, uh, it was like 1890, 1893 or something like that. 1893 and then 1920. Also known as one has Sam Elliott, the other has Harrison Ford. Yep. And Helen, and Helen Mirren. Mirren. Which, by the way, I should watch that because Helen Mirren. Exactly. Um, I saw a thing that was like, can you believe Helen Mirren has been completely nude? I was like, yeah, and a bunch of movies I used to watch in the 80s. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> movies that I shouldn't have seen when I saw them. Caligula and Excalibur and, you know, I can go on. Right. Um, yes, Helen Merrim was a young woman and very, very beautiful. If you think she's beautiful I'm sorry, now, she still you is. should have seen her when she was like twenty. Holy fuck! I say Helen Mirren is still amazing. still stunning. She's still a ten. Uh, I don't know. Look at Maggie or like old old pictures of Maggie Smith. Yeah. Holy shit, she's gorgeous. Right. <laughs> Although. I mean, I mean, you you give me the chance to hang around Maggie Smith for a day, I'll never turn that down. Right. You were the windy lady when I was a child. I, was, I mean, hell, I'd pay her to roast me. Like I right. just, you know, just insult me all day. I'm good. I feel like it'd be. I feel like it'd be a great experience. Yeah. Funny I might is, have to, like, at the end of it, I'll probably slip my wrist, but... Yeah, I mean, funny as hell during the whole time, man. <laughs> Oh shit! So, so North Gideon's assistant, that chick, is still alive. <laughs> oh yes! And wow, we got way off topic. She's the scariest chick I've ever seen in the Star Wars universe present. Um, do you think they're still going to continue on with the cloning party that that North Gideon was working on? To I mean, give? yeah, because they did create some Force-sensitive clones out of it. So if that research lives uh, on, which I'm sure it does somewhere. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that pissed me off about the Skywalker movie. They said cloning was a Sith thing, and I was like, except when the the fucking Republic used it for an army. Well, who was led by a Sith Lord at that time. True, but like they, the Kaminoans were not Sith. They were just scientists. Yeah, they were, scientists. they were just scientists. Scientists, like, I mean... If you watch no. the Bad Batch at all, they they pretty much exterminated the Kaminoans. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, some to keep the just allow me to possibly give a explanation that'll really round everything up for you. Right. The dark side is the pathway to many abilities some would call unnatural, <laughs> and that explained everything. Yep. Yep. Lazy ass writing. I love it that in that short, short little exchange between Anakin and Palpatine, we hear something that has plagued my mind ever since. Have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Huh, sucks to be you. Plagueis who? Darth Plagueis the Wise, and then that, huh. Yeah, it was, uh, have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? And then we don't get the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. No, he gives, like, the cliff notes. He gives a very quick cliff note, and that's all that we needed. I was just like, I'd like to know the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. So, 
I, I kind of want to bring up something in relation to this. We know Project Necromancer is an attempt to create Force-sensitive clones, which clearly the whole Necromancer thing refers to bringing the Emperor back. Yeah. The Emperor, as we know, during this time, is still around as a wispy, floaty fart somewhere yeah. in space. <laughs> waiting, Voldemort. Waiting to inhabit some kind of vessel. And that if vessel he hasn't is apparently already. supposed to be Ray. Right. But she's not quite alive yet. <laughs> right. Or if she is, she's like eight years old. He's trying to hunt down his, his family still. Yeah. Which I think they established were clones themselves. Did they? I thought they did. I can't I remember. remember. I, I think they said his son or whatever was a clone of him. Because, let's just face it, we never saw anybody at his side trying to hook up with that raisin. True. Can like, we also say that... I'm not trying to be ageist, but that dude gives off the creepiest vibes on Earth that nobody would hang around long enough to produce a child with. And don't get me wrong, Ian McDermott was fantastic as the Emperor. It's just like, I even think as a senator, I wouldn't show up to work. Right. <laughs> um, damn it, I had a thought. That was going to bring us back. Oh. Oh. If the Empire is also very bad at naming shit. Yeah. The Shadow Council. I know. What a generic ass name. Dark Troopers. Right? Dark Troopers with Beskar armor. TIE Fighters, TIE Interceptors, TIE Bombers. Dark Troopers. And I think his were like two. Because they were the Beskar armor Dark Troopers. They were Dark Troopers. Like he said something else. Hmm. Or maybe just the next advancement of Dark Trooper armor. Um, and, and to the point, we finally come to the point that I wanted to make when we, before we started recording. Moff Gideon, I have lost all respect for. Because when we finally see Moff Gideon in all his glory, he shows up. I'm never in the syndrome wannabe ass Mandalorian armor I'm he never. made himself. He is syndrome from the Incredibles. I'm never not gonna see that now. I'm just He is that's all he is. And I was like, he's a fucking fanboy. Oh my god. That is all he is. He is a whiny, bitchy fanboy. And I don't want to see him ever again. Because that's all he was. And I will say this. We did find out what he wanted with Grogu, finally. Yeah. He was trying to make a Force-sensitive clone. We, start, we, we but, were talking about that, forgot yeah. the Grogu fight. But, but of himself. Of himself, yes. Just like, the one thing I could never be. Force-sensitive. Like, dude, like, everything you've done up to now has been pretty badass. Why don't you just take the W? Well, like, also, all the things that I could never be, you realize that for you to be force sensitive, the original you has to die because you will never be force sensitive. These things will, mm -hmm. and as we saw, one of them wakes up. And not to mention, if you had a bunch of other yous running around when you're a conniving ass, like they're gonna stab you in the back. Well, look at what they did with Sinister in X Men right now. What they did um, Which one of the thousands of clones that he's made of himself are you talking about? 
So what you're he's got is... so many clones of himself, nobody knows who the original is. And if one of the clones doesn't want to work with something, another clone who will will just kill that one. Okay. I mean, that's dumb. Sinister's but... basically, yeah, it basically Mr. Sinister. I would say that's... He's just cloned himself. I would say that's excessive, but in fact, it's Essex. If... <laughs> ah. Yep. And you know he had sex with his son. I mean, it's sinister. Like, yeah, it's nothing's sin- off the table for him. I'm pretty sure he's in love with himself. Well, yeah. I so, mean, like, nobody makes that many clones of themselves if I'm you're still, not in love with looking at yourself. I'm still disappointed, then, that one of the clones operates a bar. <laughs> the bar sinister. It, it's a dumb name. <laughs> it is a dumb name. You could call it Sinister Brews or Drinking in Essex. <laughs> like, you could call it anything. Oh, gosh. Right? <laughs> so... Yes, Moff Gideon has a bunch of clones, but Moff Gideon himself will still never be Force-sensitive. No. <laughs> like, it's a, so I was just like, let's, what the fuck is the point? What are you trying to accomplish? So let's just give a breakdown of the Moff, Moff Gideon. Well, I called him Moth for a second. I mean, it's appropriate. Fitting now, because he went to the flame. <laughs> but Reminds me of that fucking... Norm McDonald's. Oh, that's the greatest, like... What are you doing in here? The light is on. Right. (laughs) Gives that horror... Like, yeah, that's the... If you guys have not seen the Norm McDonald moth joke, please go look it up, because it is the single-handed, like, greatest setup. (laughs) Um, I just spoiled it for you, but hopefully you won't remember. But it, uh... He is... Syndrome from The Incredibles. He's mm-hmm. a wannabe who has all the Mando devices. With fucking delusions of Nathan Essex. Obsessed with being Force-sensitive so much that his armor kind of looks Vader-esque. But also kind of looks like the Armorer, which a lot of people were pointing to the Armorer as a spy. spy. And here's the thing that really kind of bothers me. That was never fucking answered. No. The name of that episode is Spies. Yep. And we only saw... One. Yeah. Yep. That's a spy. So there is still a spy with the Mandalorians. Yeah. And let's forget, you know, let's not forget that the armor was the only survivor that we could tell of the Covern on Navarro. Well, yeah, but we can't really tell because they never take off the fucking helmets. Right. <laughs> because they cloned the armorer. Right. And, and, which, and so here's the thing, too, about that whole thing is when. The Night Watch was found by everybody and, and, and get everybody to safety. They specifically asked, um, does it, are, is any member of the Death Watch still alive? And she was like, no, every, they, they all scattered. And it was she just said it quick. Like, you know, they, all the Death Watch, they're no more. They all well, scattered. I mean, they, that's when you find out that they are the children of the Watch because the Death Watch is no more. Yeah. Right. So, like, they are, their covert are the children of the Watch. It's like... I, I mean, but yeah, so Gideon, seriously, especially with the cape, very Vader-esque. Yeah. And pretty effective fighter, I gotta say, for the most part. Yeah. It, it well, took... you also find out that Gideon was handed the Darksaber. He did not win it. Yeah. And then turned as he would. He turned on Bo and slaughtered all her people. Which, um, I gotta say... Most of her people, because... In terms of an L there, like, 
it's a little more embarrassing yeah. for Bo to have lost it that way than it is. Yeah, to... she freely handed it over in no match, nothing, and he still killed everybody. Um, but I mean, but that to, shows weakness. She be, was weak and handed it over, and her people got slaughtered. I mean, to be fair to Bo, they were going to get slaughtered anyway. True. Like I, with her, that seemed to be the best way out. Even though everybody knows you can't trust the Empire, and if you've looked at their track records, you know they really can't follow through that well. See, I was expecting Jack Black to turn because he is ex-Empire. Yeah. So the whole episode, I'm like, Jack Black's going to turn, Jack Black's going to turn, Jack Black's going to turn. Oh, shit, it's Chris Malloy. <laughs> so. Great Scott! Yeah. Um, but, so, but, yeah, Gideon's big reveal of just like, I wanted Beskar for my people, and just like, I'm a big fucking fanboy wannabe, and I'm going to throw a temper tantrum because I can't be a Jedi uh, or a Mandalorian. Right, like, I have taken the Beskar for <laughs> myself. Yes. That. I would, that just, as soon as that happened, my whole brain just went, oh my god, he's Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Luckily, the wife pointed out to me, he's just like, is he just a Vader wannabe? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, like, see, he kinda... my brain went very more wicked with it. and like, oh my god, and made him more lame. See, I'm never going to unsee that. Just like every time I play Final Fantasy VII now, because my wife pointed it out to me, the opening Mako reactor music yeah. when you're going through. No, the the opening dungeon, the Mako reactor, oh, okay. the music sounds like the Pirates of the Caribbean jingle. Oh my god, it does. It does. As soon as you said you that, know, my brain went, oh, it does. Because bum, 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 bum. And I'm yeah. like, no. She pointed out to me, she's just like, is this Pirates of the Caribbean? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> what was funny is that we, when we've been playing D&D, &D, uh, I've been having Genesis play music, background music, kind of helps us kind of stay in the mood and stay in the area. Mm. Uh, and when we fight, she constantly puts on the Pirates of the Caribbean music. Nice. So, during, and we've been recording them. So during these recordings, you'll just hear... That's, that's <laughs> We're usually fighting funny. something when that happens. By the way, we are at the dragon. Nice. So full cert, like we've come to the end of our first time ever D D campaign. So, I mean, it, it goes on. It's got yeah. extensions and stuff. We can keep going. But uh, the, this little section's done. Like, well, once we're done, yeah, it'll be done. So, a lot of fun. Like, I've had a lot of fun playing this. But uh. So, I, I gotta ask, Rayshawn, what's your take on Moff Gideon being Syndrome? <laughs> like I said, I thought he was actually Buzz Lightyear from the future. <laughs> See, we all kind of had, like, it was all a very similar thought. Yeah. It was just the character we related him to. Bizarre. Um, like, I swear, this, I was so disappointed. I was like, really? All right. I don't want to see Giancarlo Esposito in this series ever again. Mm -hmm. He's done. I'm done with him. He was weird and weak and whiny and bitchy in like when in the grand reveal. Like the entire time, I just pictured him. Even though Giancarlo Esposito, amazing actor, I loved it. The whole time he was doing the fights and everything, it was just him throwing a temper tantrum because I wanna. Mm -hmm. Like Vegeta wanting to be. I want to be a Super Saiyan. I want. Yeah. I want. I want. I want. You know, like, I have finally surpassed you, Kakarot. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, like, you know, you, you actually, to tell you the truth, in true Vegeta fashion, he did fuck it up at the last second. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. 
I, I do know that they just gave Vegeta his due. They finally let Vegeta win the day. Yeah, but in the manga, did I, how bad did he like? Did he get close to screwing up? Oh yeah, I mean it's Vegeta. Of course he right. gets close to screwing up. Uh, Vegeta is the only character in that whole series that can snatch defeat out of the hands of victory. That's true. <laughs> I was a little disappointed they didn't utilize the Praetorian Guard as much more than they did. Why are they? I mean, there? they did him enough to kill because wannabe. He's nothing. He needed the Praetorian Guards to, to protect him, but and even, then Mando killed all of them. But even at that, it's like still one of those things where whenever they were taught, like, and let's not forget they the, were there to kill Paz Vizsla. The That's Almighty Praetorian for. Guard mm-hmm. got beat by a fucking game of leapfrog. Yes, yes, they did. I loved it, and I loved it because I hated the Praetorians. I hate the elite Imperial Guard. I don't know why. I just, it's I probably, delight in any game that you can kill them. I delight in killing me, the elite guard. Let me go ahead and throw this out here as a form of Star Wars sacrilege. Uh-huh. The elite guard, the Praetorian Guard, was almost as worthless mm-hmm. in the original trilogy as Boba Fett was. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. You know what? Boba Fett got to be cool because he had cool armor and kind of acted like Clint Eastwood before he got beat by a blind dude and eaten by a giant sand Eaten by a blind dude on accident. Yeah, and eaten by a sand butthole. Like, let's <laughs> let's just say it for what it was. The, he did get eaten by a sand butthole. The fact that he made it out, I'm glad he did because I enjoyed the book of Boba Fett, even if it was a little underwhelming at times. And drawn out. Like, I felt like the Book of Boba Fett was just long and drawn out for yeah. no reason whatsoever. Like, it's one of those where I'm just like, God, Tamara Morrison's back. I'm sorry, I'm in. Like, no matter right, what, exactly. I'll watch this. Yep. And then more fleshing out of the Tusken Raiders, even better. Right. The which can- led to nothing. The, which, the Tusken Raiders get a really bad deal in all of Star Wars because oh, yes. they're the genocidal cannon fodder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, everybody brushes off, like, Anakin wasn't evil enough, and, like, he admitted to murdering a ton of children. Yes. Not then, just the men, right. the women and children, too. And he does it twice. Like, yes. Master Skywalker, there's too many, what do we do? Die. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He killed a bunch of women and children, and then turned around and killed just a bunch of children. So. Like, again, that's Star Wars's very uncomfortable history. What's that with whole beef? With, like, caricatures and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... But, again, I love the Tusken Raiders, though. Like, I legitimately love finding out more about them. The Sand people are easily startled. They'll soon be back in greater numbers. And why are they easily startled? Because a guy wearing robes just like yours murdered a bunch of them about (laughs) ten years ago. Hey, honestly, by that time, it had been twenty years ago. Oh, well, sorry. Probably closer to thirty, because... Then what are we worried about? Time heals all wounds. Right. Because in Close Attack, there's like 10 years between Close Attack and Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah. And then there's 20 years between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Mm -hmm. So by the time we get to A New Hope, there's been probably about 30 years there. Yeah. Which, again, I was was happy watching Cobb Vanth argue with Tusken Raiders. (laughs) I was fine with that. Because he was clearly losing that argument. That was was the best part. Oh, what were the little things? The little cute things that Grogu kept grabbing. Oh, the Babu Frick. Um, yeah, alien. The I cannot little, remember what those race things that cracked is. me up. No, bad baby. Come on, baby. 
I just remember Babu Frick. Babu but, Frick. Being, um, but that's not the name of the race, obviously. That's the one guy. Uh, we got to see the Ugnots again. Oh, I love the Ugnots. After not seeing them since season one. I have spoken. That, that was... Uh, and I had honestly, until we saw them this time, and he started talking, and I was like, oh yeah, there was an Ugnot in the beginning. What's the yeah. there? Do you know what the weird part was, though, is that first Ugnot where I'm just... Nick Nolte? <laughs> it looked like Nick Nolte. It did. He was Nick Nolte. I know, but it, <laughs> like, but then you see the Ugnots again, and you're just like, they all look like Nick Nolte. <laughs> I have spoken. And I, love, I love Din and talking to them. Yeah. I have spoken. <laughs> and I, I completely miss Queel. Yeah, Queel. Was it Queel or Queely? Queel. Queel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked him. He, uh, he sacrificed himself for Grogu before we even know so, Grogu's name. So that species, um, Bobby Freak's people are called the Anzellans or something the like that? yeah. Thank you. The Anzellans. Loved them. They were great. They can build a droid, which brings us to IG-12. Who is still voiced by Taika Waititi. Y-T-T. I love it. No, yeah. no, 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 no. All right, get out of there. No. Come on, no. <laughs> I was like, hey, Grogu kind of half-ass talks now. I mean, can you think about the fact that what would a pissed-off toddler who could use force powers be like? Right. Go to your room. No. <laughs> no, no. Go to your room. Like, because I guarantee spanking doesn't work if the kid can throw you across the room. Right, no shit. You're right. Not even touching you. Like. Just whoosh. Because, like, I don't know what form of parenting Star Wars uses. Like, you know, thankfully, uh, like, I'm pretty sure I was the last generation that got my ass beat. Because after getting that happened oh, yeah. to me a few times, I'm like, generation. guess what's never happening to my kids? Right. That, that. Like, especially, you know, your your dad got a really good wind-up one day, and you're just like, nope. I got the belt. Nah. And I had so many times where he that belt he would hit me just a little too long and it would wrap around and get my leg. Oh. I was like, yeah, no, I ain't never doing this to my kids. Yeah. Uh, but Grogu, and at, at the end, so I said it was weird because they they had that plot of land for exactly sixty seconds before they yeah. left the planet. Den goes back, Jar, and Den Jar goes back. That's the and he's kind of just chilling out on his front porch watching his kid play in the yard. Like, yeah, and that's where we end. That's what I'm gonna call the Witcher Three ending. <laughs> the blood and wine expansion. The Witcher gets his lovely vineyard, chalet, and everything, and it basically just ends with him chilling out just on the patio, out on the porch, just sipping tea. Yeah, being visited by Yennefer or Triss or Siri right. or whatever you know, whatever conditions you did to do that. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, I, and he does go back to talk to, uh, Tiva, and he's going to hunt down, well, he adopts Grogu, officially, formally adopts him, so now Grogu's name is Den Grogu! Yay! We have another name for Grogu. Um, have you seen any of the concept art of Grogu as an adult in no. armor? Oh, God, it was cool as shit. That would be really <laughs> it's cool. It's pretty though. cool. Um, do you ever... I had this thought while watching the armor put the helmet on that kid. Yeah. Was, did you just picture, like, you know, the kid hits a weird growth spurt? Yeah, do you got to keep changing the helmet? 
right? Can the armorer look at you? Like, like do you, I have questions. You look at you look at the size of their head, and you're just like, we're gonna need more Beskar. Like, you just have that. You know, the armor has to be very delicate about well, these she matters. Gave, she did give Grogu that chest plate. Yeah, and she said, "You're gonna have to grow into it." Mm. Well, I was like, "Well, I mean, you've never met Yoda, but we have, and Yoda's not much bigger." <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I. I think you could probably add two and a half Grogu's to full height. Right, like I, I had that, I had that moment too, where I'm just like, do his ears have to be covered? That's what I'm wondering. Like, how's Grogu gonna fit in a Mandalorian helmet when he's got them pointy ears? Like, I have concepts in my head based on the Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah, okay. As to what armor could look like. Yeah, especially if it covers your ears, but it's like. Because technically you're not seeing his face, so it it doesn't count that way. Did you ever watch them put on their helmets, like Bo-Katan put on her helmet? Mm-hmm. How many times do you think she fucked that up and put that on wrong? Because she does it so fast. It's so quick. She's doing it so fast. I can only imagine that she, like, caught it, like, didn't actually get it all the way and, like, caught the back all's, of the helm in the middle of her head. Just bam! All I can tell you is that I'm clumsy enough that I would have conked my fucking head with the edge of that thing so hard I'd have a permanent like split like split down the middle down, yeah. of my hair with a permanent scar. So question, guys. What's that? Question. Do you think they're gonna bring any mention of Abeloth in, in these live actions? Any, any mention of what? Abeloth. Why am I blanking on that? Yeah, I am too. I have. I just blank. I'm gonna let that alone. Check it out. It's um, Luke Skywalker father. father. What? Oh. Actually, no, I'm sorry, Anakin. I think Anakin fought her, not Luke. Anakin fought her. Anakin. During this time that he trained um, Osaka. Can we can we just please have one moment in Ahsoka that is just Luke Skywalker telling Ahsoka that Anakin came back to the light for just a second? <laughs> That's it. I just want that scene. Like, just give Ahsoka that. How do you that. spell that, bub? Avalon? Yeah, A-B-A... It's like, yeah, just just give Ahsoka the peace of mind knowing that Anakin at least died. I, I wouldn't say a hero. You don't really wipe out that much of the galaxy and be considered a hero. Uh, or at least ask the people of Alderaan how they feel about him. Um, you know, but there's... Like, the Mandoverse is something I'm very interested in now. Like, now that we know that Thrawn is coming back and they gave Moff Gideon the whimper of an ending, possibly. I still don't think he's dead, but <sighs> there wasn't even a pile of ash there or after, anything. After the syndrome reveal, I don't want to see him again. Because I mean, that was so disappointing. I was like, he's just a fanboy? <laughs> I was so disappointed. I think Anakin would win the Abeloth thing. Hmm. Well, it depends. Pre or post dark side. Post dark side, Anakin all day. Huh. She sounds incredibly horrifying, though. Right. Post dark side, I think Anakin all day. Pre dark side, though. And she's practically immortal. Yeah, she's one of the force creatures or something. Yeah, it was Luke that fought her. 
Yeah. Okay. So Anakin's son. I mean, that would be interesting. Right. I'm just bringing, I'm just asking. I, I mean, they might as well. Well, like if you go to the extended point. universe, at one point Luke learned the dark side and was more of a gray Jedi. Well, that's the thing. It's like the because I I know I almost guarantee for a fact too that Filoni mm-hmm. probably loves the Knights of the Old Republic universe. Oh, probably. We're getting a Knights of the Old Republic like series. Yeah. So, because isn't that isn't that going to be the uh, the acolyte? It's maybe be the old I can't Republic? remember. I think so. But you know, that's one of those like I would love for Revan to appear. Right, like Revan, Revan or uh, Bane. Me, yeah, Darth Bane would be cool. Mitra Surik would be a nice addition. The Exile. Yeah. The and they could actually I don't know flesh out what that story was supposed to be. Honestly, I really, really, as somebody who read the extended books, the the legends now. The Yuzen Vong. Yeah, I was going to say. That would be amazing next chapter. Fuck the Empire. Well, get over it. When you... Give me something new. Like, when you learn, out of galaxy fucking threat. Oh my god. When you cool. learn that the Empire actually was aware of the Yuzen Vong and yeah. were wanting to figure out how to fight them, like, okay, I'm in for that. Right. Instead of having Emperor Space Fart float out to Exegol. Well, see, when the, when, the, when the Vong War was going on, somebody wrote a book about Obi-Wan and Anakin, and it connected to the Vong, huh. with the living ships and the planet that moved, oh, the yeah. missing planet and shit. Like, they actually went back and tried to connect it all. And I was like, dude, that'd be cool as fuck. Like, the Yazin Vong aren't part of the Force. No, they're they. You can't use force abilities on them. They're not there. So like that would be great because it's an equalizer to the Jedi. Yeah, and all like, three of them at this point. Yeah. Sorry, actually, I'm convinced there's like twenty thousand. Right, them exactly. There. Like, like there, there are so many more. Uh, there's Cal from Survivor in uh, the Fallen Order. You, you have Ahsoka. Pretty sure Shock T's still running around out there somewhere. Most likely. Uh, they keep saying that uh, Plo Kloon is, but I thought he died no, in he, the he, Emperor. No, he blew up. Yeah, I thought he... Oh, no, yeah, he wasn't... Well, he... Did he? he no, he, he blew up. They they showed the... Uh, he was part of the montage of him looking back and all of a sudden fire. Like, he's... Yeah, okay. And uh, they showed his uh, Starfighter pinging off of the architecture, too, like... <laughs> well, see, they said that Plo Kloon, when they, they did the, the Luke reveal, they told everybody on set that it was Plo Kloon. They should have just said it was Mace Windu. That would have made more sense. And now like, they're talking about bringing him back. I mean, it would be great if they did, even though you're going to have to show me the hands. Looney Tunes bullshit of him falling and landing in somebody's car by accident. It would have to start off like the fifth element. Oh, God, yes. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be it. He falls through. All of a sudden, Bruce Willis is just like, who's this guy? You know? Well, You've just been involved in it. Ah, oh, you daffy bitch, I heard. <laughs> I'm going to wait for 20 years before I come back and kick their ass. <laughs> right? um, like, yeah, it'd be that. So, I... I mean, like I said, we ended uh, with uh, Din Djarin sitting on his porch drinking... Not drinking tea because he can't take his helmet off. Like, yeah, I, mean, I did find I did like that the, when they went to the planet they were camping. Yeah. Like how, she was like, "How do you eat?" 
Like, oh, we all have to go off to a spot where nobody else can see us and eat, but can you I, get to sit by the fire. Can I just throw off the fact there that Mandalorians of the Night's Watch, the Children of the Watch, can't travel in large groups then? Do you imagine what would happen? Right. And, like, there's no barracks, means there's no mess hall. Like, right. there's everybody go pick a spot. Some people are turning on their jetpacks and trying not to drop their soup while they're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You are the leader of this party. You and have like, the honor of sitting by the fire. And, like, what happens if a scout is coming back to your group and they accidentally walk in on one of you with your helmet off? Right, like, there's soup. so many questions I have. Like, what is this, you know? I feel like the Night Watch and the Children of the Watch are very black and white, and I live in a world of gray. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, the whole helmet thing, in my opinion, makes no real sense because no. you, can t- you can't take it off when you went with your loved ones, like... When you go to sleep, you're going to take it off, right? When you're eating food, you get to take it off. Well, like, that's the thing. How do you procreate? That that was my exactly. next question. But here's also part of it. I guess you it. can procreate without looking at somebody's face, but that's weird. They only they, they don't do so for pleasure. They just do it to repopulate. Just to repopulate. Ah, okay, I'm done. Because <laughs> Paz Vizsla definitely has a son, grow, right? Like, do you, do you know what you're doing? This is the way. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> Paz Vizsla definitely has a son, so somebody's knocking boots. How does that work? I mean, it definitely does not add up, because I can tell you that... I guess you just gotta go in a pitch black room and turn the light out and just pray for the best, I guess. Yeah, right? Like, I I don't know, because there's a lot of that religious part they haven't explained. I don't know, I feel like this is like a burqa, but for like everybody. I mean, I guess it would be about the closest equivalent I could But think even, of. like, the women that wear burkers and shits, they can still take a shit off at their home. Yeah, that's true. So, like, like... I mean, but from a, a religious standpoint, it's like... I, you know, we just don't know. And they haven't fleshed out the religion enough to actually figure it out. Because if you think about it, Grogu has never seen Din without his helmet before the end of Season 2. Which means... They've had to sleep around each other before, so he doesn't take his helmet off when there's anybody around, yeah. even to sleep. Right. Well, we knew that. Well, like, even uh, Pedro Pascal at the end of the rap party, they took a rap picture of season one. He's the only one with his helmet on. Oh, right. He wouldn't take funny. the helmet on for the picture. Take the helmet off for the picture. That's so, funny. like, he's standing there in full guard, and he won't take the helmet off. Hey, so, stay in character. Right. Uh, even at the rap party. <laughs> um. I mean, the it's an extremely fascinating. Like, I don't know what they based their Mandalorian religion off of. I would be very curious to see what its basis was. Yeah, because I. I mean, at this point, you basically have to ask Dave Filoni. Yeah, because I can't. I don't think Lucas got that deep. I don't know well enough. Like any any religion that has full covering all the time. Right. So that would be interesting to find out. And actually, I could educate myself a little bit, which would be nice, too. Right. Um, I mean, I do know that Mormons have the magic underwear. You know, like, is that a real thing? The magic underwear? Yeah, it's supposed to keep you from sexual urges. I mean... It just looks like long pajamas. I mean, if it works, good on them. Right, like, it just, it really does. It looks like long pajamas. I, I can't knock them because, like, at their face, at least, they're nicer people than I am. <laughs> like, I I got nothing. Hey, and, like, honestly, if I were to tell you 
There's a religion where when you die, you get a planet. What religion do you think that is? Oprah? I was going to say, most people would say Scientology. No, Mormons. No, no, I definitely, I mean, you definitely know it's not Scientology, just, you know. Casino and all that shit. Yeah. So, uh, I am gassed. I I am kind of gassed out. I'm kind of out of stuff, too, like. RBG, RGB, RBG, God damn. Are you gassed as well, my friend? No? I didn't hear what you said. What did you hey, say? Hey, I mean, Eli and I are both pretty gassed. How are you doing? Yeah, no, I don't have anything. I mean, we've covered basically everything from and some. pretty much start to finish. So, well, we only yeah, got off on one real bad tangent. Yeah. I think most of our tangents stayed within world. Right, like Darth's, you know, we, we covered Darth Syndrome. and Yeah, good old Darth Syndrome. Uh, so painful. The first time you really talk about was the scientist that got his brain nuked. But oh, perishing? I mean, he was very perishing. Yeah, that's, well, that's nice. Nice. I see what you did there. Uh, My brain are don't work. Yeah. And I, I, know, I know that we um, sort of kind of hate, and well, I know some of us hate Andor there, but they did sort of bounce back on that because I think that was similar technology they used in Andor for certain people. Anyways. Yeah. I'm sorry. Didn't, yeah, they, didn't they call it a... Did they call it a mind flare? Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. They absolutely fucking did. I mean... Because that was the one thing I picked up on. I was like, you just yeah. call that fucking thing a mind flare. I mean, <laughs> stranger things have happened. Ha-ha! <laughs> hey and, and, and we made that same correlation between the Empire and and the Republic because they are both using the same devices on the Empire saying, oh, no, we're, we're using it on a lesser setting. You know, they're yeah. trying to justify the means to the end. Yeah. Well, the Republic is like, using it on the lesser setting. Yeah, it's like Spinal Tap didn't get better by turning it up to 11. Right, like, yeah. Just toss it. I mean, <laughs> just toss that shit out there. You're using the same stuff and destroying <laughs> the other stuff. You don't get to pick and choose your evil. Right. Right. I don't know. The United States tries to do it all the time. Which, there, there's a fun one, too, by the way. One of the original bases for the Empire outside of the Nazis. Yeah was the Vietnam War. Yep. And it's weird because I don't think the United States fits in with the rebels on that one. That's the strangest <laughs> damn thing. I, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, uh, yay, geopolitical proxy battles. Woo! <laughs> uh, but, I mean, actually, uh, if you guys get the chance, I got to say, watch that um, documentary Light and Magic. Yeah. All right, if if you walk out of that seeing George Lucas as anything other than potentially the best boss to ever work for, <laughs> and possibly the smartest man on the planet, then you did not watch the same thing I did. Like it's it it's, it it's insane. They're talking about because he basically with Industrial Light and Magic developed CGI. Yeah. Nobody else wanted to. Yeah. They're just like we'll never do that. That'll kill cinema. He's just like, nah, fuck, I'm doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, George Lucas has been the cutting edge of filmmaking for a long time. And it's I funny. Mean, just with Star Wars by itself. But listen to everybody when they talk about just, like, how they came up with the idea. George Lucas walked up to him and he's just like, do you think we could do this? And they're like, no. I think it's fucking impossible. And he goes, just think about it. Just, just think about it. And they're like, I'm telling you, I can't do it. And he's like, just think about it. Yeah. And then he walks away, and 15 minutes later, they're like, oh, you know what? We could totally fucking do this. <laughs> George Lucas changed 
the face of cinema with one phrase. You think we can do this? Just think about it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Do you imagine your it. boss telling you that shit at work? Just like, just think about it. Just like, I mean, okay, but. <laughs> and, the, and then gives you all the time in the world. Like, okay. It's like working for the government, you know, being a contractor for the government. Mm-hmm. I need this in two months, three years later. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. That one hits too close to home in some cases. <laughs> um, especially if you're dealing with insurance. Woo! Woo! Oh, um, so, I've got nothing. Yeah, I've I'm got out. nothing. We're rambling. I I certainly was born a rambling man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The well is dry, guys. The, the well, well is dry. Is we dry. we tapped we tap the Star Wars well. We haven't done this in almost six months. So I know. We were kind of... This has been way too long over and before And before that, we were doing like hour, half hour, hour, hour and a half episodes. And this one's probably definitely like two. Hour 36 so far. Oh, really? Just an hour and a half? Yeah. So... But uh, key points to take away, Empire was always terrible at everything it did. The Emperor himself is a one-trick pony. Yes, the Emperor is a one-trick pony. Moff Gideon turned out to be a big fanboy. Uh-oh. Oh, he's back. Okay. Last RBG for a second. Yep. But so. uh, Gideon's a fanboy. Uh, uh, everybody finally got to see Din, Din Djarin uh, straight up adopt Grogu, so now we got Din Grogu. The, um, the galaxy with all of their infinite recording of everything can easily forget that an entire religious order called the Jedi exists within 20 years. Yep. And then they can also forget that the war against the Empire that they're still apparently recovering from was also won by a fucking Jedi. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, they also are easily tricked by slight changes in uniform. <laughs> We're not the Empire. We have different helmets. Um, needless to say, things got solved, but it seemed like nothing got solved. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, the, it was kind of like, I liken it to another Giancarlo uh, series, The Boys. Oh, The Boys. Season two ended, and it's like, this feels like a good place. Right. And then season three happens, just like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this season three was something else. Yeah. So season three of the Mando, we get that good place. And uh, all of a sudden, Ahsoka's going to come along, and you're going to be like, ah, shit. (laughs) Well, fuck, that happened. Because they, actually, they showed the Purgles. Oh, yeah? The, whenever they're in hyperspace, and you can see, like, the outline of the whale thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, they did. I, I forgot they did that. So, I remember that now. Holy shit. I need to watch that again. So it heralds Thrawn's return. Where well, yeah. he was and, taken by the space whales. And Ezra. Ezra Bridger. So. Cool. So Thrawn's grand return. We can use whales! <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Alright. Uh, I'm going to call it. Yeah. Uh, this has been right in the nerds in our just ramblings about Mandalorian season three and things sort of related to it. Uh, I am Kegger. I'm Cody. RGB. And little kid. Peace. <laughs> Jumping in at the last second. Nice. Woo.